Get ready to be inspired. So many people have touched the lives of others, sometimes without even knowing it. Could you be one of those people? Welcome to Your Why with host, the CEO of Breakthrough SEO Marketing, Nalinia Varinas. Today, you'll hear some stories of people who have touched others in a positive way and show you how you can do the same. Now, here is Nalinia Varinas. Hello and welcome. It's so great having you here listening to the show today. Without you here, there's no show. I am your host, Nalina Varinas, and you are listening to Your Why. Connect with me on LinkedIn, like me on Facebook, and follow me on Twitter. View my website at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Your Why, this series, uncovers the story behind the story. We want to understand and appreciate the underlying reasons that people step up to make a difference. Why do people decide to take a bold action or to do nothing? This smart, spirited, and fun show takes you on an inspiring tour through the life-defining experiences of remarkable people who, with grace, selfless purpose, vision, and drive, have saved lives, infused hope, and provided critical help to others. These true stories delve into the thoughts, perspectives, and emotions of guest speakers as they juggle decisions that ultimately altered lives of others for better, and they are provocative, yet sincere questions will be revealing motivating touchstones for you as you apply what you hear to your own life. Our program is authentic, frank, and sometimes humorous. The undercurrent of the program is to help you expand the legacy that you leave in your wake and to become an inspiration and a beacon of joyful living to others. So this morning we're going to be introducing my story and why I do what I do. There are a lot of, I thought about all of the different stories that I could share that would be insightful into me, but so I picked just a few that were poignant and really pivotal in my life. And I'll start with my parents. Who would want to admit that they were next generation versions of their parents? Certainly not I. And my parents were, though, immigrants from the Philippine Islands. They came to America to find prosperity and happiness. But they were willing to change the way they lived, leaving their family and friends behind, which was brave and courageous and scary. Of course, they were apprehensive and tentative and even had second third, and fourth thoughts. The trip over was going to be a months-long trans-Pacific ship ride aboard the old SS Cleveland. Yes, planes were not in full use back during the time that they came. They were still, really, literally, coming on a ship. And in their trip to America, it was frightful for my mother. She had never been away from the Philippine Islands before. Her family was tight and close-knit. She had 11 brothers and sisters. So it was a big supportive family in the Philippines. But her dream and vision to live a life that was far beyond her imagination drove her to fight back her feelings of fear and venture forward towards something she thought would be much, much better, not only for herself, but her children as well. I get uh, pretty choked up about this because just imagine a young woman traveling alone with her one-year-old daughter. That would be me. Her husband had gone ahead to pay the way for his new family. She was able to only bring what she could carry in two suitcases. And you couldn't get a fresher start than that. No furniture, no pots and pans, no spices, no extra food, just whatever she could carry because she was traveling herself, whatever she could carry in those two suitcases. Luckily, though, 
She spoke English very well, which turned out to be a big advantage. My parents landed in San Diego, and my father met us there, drove us to Sacramento, where he had rented a home with about an acre of yard around it. Now, it's important that we have that acre because my parents were used to growing their own food in their own garden. And, of course, they were growing the foods and vegetables that they were used to eating. There was a strange vegetable called saloyot, which, when you put it into a soup, gives you the texture of what okra would give you, so like a gumbo type of texture. That was one of the exotic vegetables that they grew and that I learned to grow in the backyard of this house. Anyway, going back to our first arrival, the house was empty and my parents had just, um, my father was actually lucky to be able to find a home at a price that was affordable. The landlord was gracious. She cut them a deal and put them in a rental home that they could afford. My father at the time was a warehouseman for a military base, and he was lucky to have that job. He was very lucky. So, as I was growing up as a young child with this large garden in our backyard, being the oldest, I, of course, was the first to help. So I ended up pulling weeds with my father in the backyard and watering the plants, making sure that everything was not eaten up by pests and worms. And my gosh, those tomato worms were just awful. They would eat voraciously. And if you let them, they could eat up a whole tomato plant in a day. They were pretty ugly. <laughs> but they're actually kind of fun, too. It looked like they had large eyes on each side. They were pretty scary. But I enjoyed pulling weeds with my dad. It was great quality time with him. And he enjoyed growing things. And from him, I learned an appreciation for what it takes to actually grow food for yourself. We grew most of what we ate. And my mother, being as skilled and talented as she was in the Philippines, she was able to can food, that the vegetables and the fruit that my father grew. And I not only helped my father in the yard, I helped my mother in the kitchen and putting away some of the fruit and vegetables in those ball jars, the glass jars with the mason lids, making sure that they were boiled and tightly shut so that the food inside would stay fresh through the winter. We would test each glass, each jar, before we put it up. But it was almost like being a squirrel, putting away for the winter so that you would have food through the lean months. It was really rewarding. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. My life growing up as almost a farm child in the outskirts of Sacramento were actually a gift. Because from that, I learned that I could grow things and take care of myself. So... My mindset then became one of continuously growing and changing and learning from others. Changing can be challenging and scary, but without change, we stay stuck, possibly in a situation that doesn't allow us to fully live out our potential. I am a cheerleader for people who want to matter. So it's time for us to take a short break. You are listening to your why. 
I am your host, Nalina Varinas, and we'll be waiting for you on the other side. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. Your best legal defense is the show that's here to answer your legal questions. Hosted by Lonnie McDowell, one of the top 100 California criminal defense trial attorneys, our program will answer your questions about the criminal justice system, even if you need to be anonymous. Lonnie demonstrates a firm understanding of the legal system, and his guests have experience in a number of facets of the law. Be prepared. Tune in. Your best legal defense airs Saturdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to Nalina at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Why, and I am Nalina Varinas. So where we left off was I was talking to you about the garden, the giant garden that my dad and mom had, and we were putting away food for the winter, but there was one other element to our backyard. Not only did we have vegetables that took up most of the space and fruit trees, apricots, peaches, figs, walnuts, and there were and cherries. But we also had a chicken coop. It was legal in the rural part of Sacramento to have livestock in the backyard <laughs> then. It may have changed now, but we had a chicken coop with maybe 50 to 75 hens and a couple of roosters. And as nasty as it might seem, I love eggs. So whenever I wanted an egg, I would go and get one out of the chicken coop, a freshly laid one. And of course, I'd have to battle away the hens because they were protecting their eggs, but having fresh eggs right out of the chicken coop um, was amazing. They're not like the store-bought eggs that you have today. The taste is far richer. Not only did we have the fresh eggs out of the chicken coop, but I learned how to clean chicken and make it and prepare it so that we could actually put it into our dishes and I won't go into the gory details but chicken is um, one of my favorite foods too you can do just about anything and it was kind of fun though Um, there was a game that my brother and my sister and I would play in the chicken coop of course we wouldn't step in things that were nasty but we would go in and rush make a rush to the nest where the eggs were, shoo away all of the hens that were there. Of course, we we wouldn't hit them. We would just wave them away and then rush back out, close the door behind us before any of the chickens could escape. 
That was a pretty fun game. So it was a game of like tag, chase, you're it. That was a fun childhood memory. And we would also use the chicken coop as a kind of a play place. Because the chicken coop was also covered on the top. And there was a ledge that we could walk along, oh, about six feet tall, and use it like a balance beam. And there were times that I remember imagining that I were a gymnast and walking on the balance beam on top of the chicken coop. Crazy, but fun nonetheless. So I want to take you, um, that was a happier time of my life growing up on a farm type um, environment where we were growing our food and helping each other. Not only did we have chores that we did around the house, we were really a tight knit family, I think, because we all played a part in making sure that things got done around the house and for each other. I'll take you to um, another poignant part of my life when my mother passed. When she passed, I was really taken back by the throng of people, the friends, the family, and customers who came to remember her and thank her for touching their lives with her compassion and joy. You see, my mother was a teacher in the Philippines before she came to the United States, but her educational training there wasn't quite enough to get her a teaching position here. So she reinvented herself. She decided that at first she would try and become a nurse. My mother's only four foot seven and lifting people was not easy for her. So she had another thought, maybe she could help people look great. So she became a beautician and she had customers that would come to her for years and years and years. They were longtime loyal customers. They would come not only because she liked working on their hair and making them look pretty, but because she always made them laugh. Um, she was one of those jovial, happy people that made other people happy because of her joy and her laughter. Most people remember that, her laughter that filled a room. And it was, it quickly came. She would find things to not just find funny, but to be happy about remind people about things that she was happy about. So her laughter was what people remembered most about her when they came to pay tribute, to honor her, show respect, and to love her. And I thought back to why there were so many people they came from all across the United States. There were hundreds of people that I hadn't seen in a really long time. And they came with love. So I remember back to when I first met all these people. They actually did stay in our house. And we were like the stopping place for many of my parents, friends, and families who wanted to make a new life in this country just like they had. So what my parents were doing was sponsoring all these people to the United States. And of course, they weren't allowed in unless they had were going to be able to support themselves and not become the so-called wards of the state. But my parents helped them not only come to the United States, but to find work so they could become self-sustaining, self-sufficient, to find 
homes for themselves to settle. And they opened up their home as the landing place for all of them. So I remember having people in our house all the time, all the time. It was a small house. We had a small two-bedroom home with one bath, one kitchen, but we made it work. And we helped each other and didn't let the crowded situation get us down. In fact, it was like a party. I remember being in the kitchen with all these, sometimes all these women cooking. And they wouldn't cook just small meals. They would be feasts. Feasts of lumpia, which is like Chinese egg roll. Pancit, which is like chow mein, but with rice noodles. Of course, white rice, fried rice, egg foo young, and some Filipino dishes that are really, really ethnic and authentic. It was a joyous time. There was a party every night, it seemed. And because we had the garden in the backyard, we had plenty, plenty to share. My parents were completely selfless and generous, and they were happy that they could be the enablers for all these people to make new lives in this great country that we live in. They were, they became nurses, doctors, architects, engineers, and just ordinary working class people, but they were far better off in this country, contributing to the economy here, and also continuing to take advantage of the opportunities that are here in this country. The educational system was the tool that helped them all, and that was also the encourager for my brother, my sister, myself. I was the first college graduate in the family, and ever since I was young, that was always the message. Do well in school, work hard, be good to others, and make the most you can out of yourself. And that was the same message that my parents had for all those people that they sponsored to this country. So they all came to pay tribute to my mother. They had never forgotten what they had done for them. And my sister, my brother, and I were put on a pedestal as far as most of them were concerned because as, as far as they could see, we were the descendants of, in their minds, exceptional people. And by association, they wanted, and because we were the children of my parents, they paid us the same respect, honor, tribute, and love that they had for my mother and father. I was completely blown away by the outpouring of gratitude, and I made it my goal to have the same impact on others. So that was one of the, one of a big why for me, why I do what I do. And it's to relive and honor my parents, the hope that they had for me and for my brother and my sister and the future that they envisioned us to have in this great country. So I um, implore you to look into your lives to see what it is that you can 
do to honor the, your parents. Parents are not given the kind of respect, I think, as they once used to be given in a lot of homes. I must share that I am a new grandmother. My own daughter has had her second child. And and I know as a parent with a young child, there's something that happens in your body that makes you um, really devoted to do the best that you can for your offspring making sure that they're going to be safe and making sure that they're going to have what they need to live. Food and clothing, shelter being the basics of that care, but also emotional support and time. I grew up in a time when my parents did things with me that actually were important. Getting food on the table. Enjoying other people's company. Getting to know what's important to each other. Spending time making things, doing things, cooking things. And it was really a, a joy. We worked hard. <laughs> I don't want to kid you about that. We did work really hard. It's not easy to grow food. It's not easy to care for others um, when you're trying to also work. My mother was a... She didn't want to be someone who... She wanted to have a life outside of her family too. So what I enabled that by taking over some of the household roles that she needed to have happen. And she also taught me how to cut her hair. Um, and we were able to save that much money. I did help her in her little beauty shop. And I remember meeting a lot of her customers there who showed their love during her, her memorial. I'll relive that day the rest of my life. And so it, it, um, it's time for us to take a short break. And you're listening to Your Why. I'm your host, Nolina Varinas, and I will be waiting for you on the other side of the break. See you soon. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay-per-click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. 
No matter what your current situation is, you have a unique story to your life. It's a dynamically changing story that requires constant adjustments to lifestyle and environment. That includes your home. As you continue to enhance your living space, you are also making overall improvements to increase the value of your home. Join Laura Minniff each Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time for dynamic insights for your home environment on the Voice America Variety Channel. And start living now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at breakthroughseomarketing.com. That's N E L I N I A at breakthroughseomarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Why, and I am Nalina Varinas. I have a brother and a sister, as I mentioned before, and my father and mother each had 10 siblings. But even though my mom and dad only had three kids, there didn't ever seem to be enough money at the end of the month. As hard as my mom and dad worked, there was still not enough. So, and... That was not because they didn't work hard. It was because the kind of jobs they had just didn't pay them what they needed to support all three of us growing kids. We needed shoes, clothes, food. Of course, there was the housing that needed to be paid too. And they were driving us different places. So there was need for fueling the car. Long story short, though, my father decided he needed to find more work to do in order to bring in more money into the household. I wasn't working. I was maybe 10 still. And so what he did was he took on two extra jobs. One of them was they were both farming jobs because that's he knew how to do that very well. He had his own garden after all. But he took one of the jobs that I remember he took was picking pears. Of course, it was a seasonal job, but it was whatever was in season is what he would harvest. But I remember the picking pears job most importantly because of this is how I was visibly able to see how much my dad loved us. And the word sacrifice is in the back of my mind. A lot when I think of my parents. And um, my dad would go to work early in the morning. My mother would fix him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And yes, that was his favorite lunch. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch. And then he would bring some coffee and have a few other snacks. Maybe a bowl of rice that would tide him over. Because he wouldn't come home after finishing his first job. He would go right to his next job. And that one of the times that next job was going into the pear orchards and harvesting pears. Now what they do is arm the people who are harvesting the pears back then with a burlap bag that was slung over one shoulder. You'd climb up the tree on a ladder and you'd pick the pears by hand and gently put them into your burlap bag so as not to bruise any of them. But sometimes the pears were picked. They could be picked green. And so you could pick a lot of them and put a lot of them into this giant burlap bag. It was almost as big as my father. It was almost dragging on the ground, but the idea was to fill it up as much as possible and then bring it back to the truck to be put in boxes. So he would climb up the ladder 
fill his burlap bag full of pears, walk over, making sure that he didn't drop the bag or bruise the pears in any way, and gently roll them out of the bag onto a belt. And he did this multiple times for four to six hours in the evening. And I was allowed to be up late because when he came home, he would plop himself on the floor like a bag of potatoes and then roll over on his stomach and ask me to walk on his back. I was, I'm a tiny person, but what that helped him to do was to knead out the knotted muscles that, have, that he had developed by picking all of the pears. And so he took off his shirt and his shoulder was black and blue. It just broke my heart. Um, and me as a young child, I could see how much pain he was in. And when I, he, I asked him if I was too heavy, and he said no. <laughs> and he would laugh and even giggle when I walked up and down his back, massaging, not remembering not to go too far down to damage his liver or too much in the center to damage his spine. He asked me just to walk on either side of his spine, just slowly, but also kind of rocking back and forth so that my feet would help knead out the knotted muscles. I could feel them. They felt like like oranges under my feet, some of his muscles that were so tight from all the work. But what really broke my heart was also seeing that the bruised shoulder and he didn't complain. I would rub a little ointment on it to give it a little heat and then put on the heating pad so that it would flow and so that the bruising would be reduced. I understood then tangibly what sacrifice was. And my father never complained. It was what he felt he had to do to take care of us. And it wasn't, it wasn't something that was forced upon him to do. He had a choice what to do to make extra money. But the timing was right. He could go there after his first job and then come home afterwards. So after I finished working on his back and he was satisfied that he was able to go to bed, then I could go to bed too. And then I'd hear him in the morning, wake up at 5 a.m., my mother fixing his peanut butter and jelly sandwich in the kitchen, and he'd be off to work again. This went on for months, as long as there were pears to be picked or any type of fruit to be harvested, he would be out there in the fields working piecemeal. You got paid by the bag. And the more bags he brought in, the more he would make. So, of course, he would try to stay as long as he could and bring in as many bags full of fruit as he could so that he could make more money. I also appreciated how strong my father was. He was only, he was not a, I have a diminutive family. He was not terribly huge. He was only five foot three, but stocky and strong. I really appreciated how strong he was in doing all this work. So looking back, 
on that time now. I really appreciate what my father had done for us. And our only job was to do well in school. That's all they asked us to do. Do well in school, study hard, and make sure that you can get into college. That was their lifelong dream for us, that we could be highly educated people. Although he didn't graduate from high school himself, he left his home, his family, when he was 17, came to the United States, worked here, and sent money home to support his family. But all along, his hope was to have his own family in this country and for them to have a better life than his. I could tell you similar things about my mother. She also was someone who worked hard and was really selfless. Although they knew how to have a good time. I won't say that they worked all the time. My father loved fishing, so what he would do on Saturdays was go to the river and and he was pretty successful. He was pretty good at it. That was what he did for enjoyment. He loved to fish. And he didn't come back empty-handed, which was surprising. One time he did come back, and he was very proud of this. He came back with a 38-pound king salmon. It must have been a wayward salmon that found his way into the, into the deltas up there around Sacramento. But I remember how proud he was bringing that home and how delicious and yummy it tasted when we had it for dinner. And it lasted for several dinners. But yes, that's what he did for his enjoyment. He would go to fish. So my father and my mother are my heroes. They sacrificed so much so that we could all be what we could be. And living up to their hope for me is what drives and energizes me. Such positive people about their children. And when I graduated with my first degree from college, they were the proudest people you could imagine. It was almost as if all the hard work and pain and suffering and sacrifice that they had gone through was worth it. My mom and dad were also still part of the Filipino community back There was a, a small community in Sacramento. And that's where they also went to have fun on the weekends. They brought us there so that we could learn some of the cultural things about their home country. But the most important thing for them, for us, was not that we revert back or dwell in, in the past, but build a future for ourselves here. And that was, that was a wonderful way to be. Very simple, hardworking, loving, caring, giving people. And that's what I come from. So it's time for us to take a short break. You are listening to Your Why, and I am your host, Nalina Varinas. We'll be waiting for you on the other side. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Breakthrough SEO marketing should be your first stop when looking for SEO solutions for your business. We offer social media marketing assistance, website design, website audits, and reputation marketing, pay per click options, and of course, search engine optimization services. 
Go to BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com today and we'll give you a free website and social media audit. This is a valuable resource for listeners of Your Why with Nalina Varinas. This limited time offer can be yours by visiting BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com or call us at 310-650-0725. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat, creator of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Your Why with Nalina Varinas. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments about our program. Drop us a line via email to nalina at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. That's N-E-L-I-N-I-A at BreakthroughSEOMarketing.com. Now, back to Your Why. Welcome back, and you're listening to Your Why. I'm Nalina Varinas. So I'd like to clue you in on what is up coming for the on uh, for our next shows. My December fourth guest was orphaned at the age of two and neglected as a youth. He found inner strength to change his own life and inspire others to change theirs. He practices now holistic and eastern and western techniques to improve the quality of life for others. He holds five black belts in five different martial arts and uses treatments that have been proven over thousands of years to help people free their bodies to do what they want to do. Dr. Daniel Hoover is an inspiration to me. He has determined that his life was not going to be for naught, even as a neglected youth. He decided for himself that he was going to make an impact, that he was going to be someone. Such a great person, too. A gentle human being you will never, more, more gentle human being you will never find. Then on December 11th, we'll hear how a young, painfully shy child became a master of communication and now shares his wit to encourage others to not only relate with others authentically, but to genuinely be a benefit to others while looking for ways to continue and perpetuate good works. December 11th, so we'll hear from a shy person who is now not so shy, actually. He's very outspoken. He's an attorney and another inspiration for me. Then just before the Christmas holiday on our December 18th show, we'll feature a zealous young woman who was raised in wealth and privilege, but realized that having a lot of stuff was not intrinsically rewarding. She began cooking for homeless people in a soup kitchen, volunteering her time and her food. She brought some of the ingredients with her. She was profoundly touched by the sincere and emotional thank yous that she received from all those people who appreciated the food that she was preparing for them. This experience 
the gratefulness she received changed her life. And she decided that she was going to recreate life-defining events as a way for people to bond through shared moments. She makes them one-of-a-kind events that become, that are treasured. They're really out-of-the-box special and become folklore for the group of people. The types of events she throws get talked about at Christmas dinners, New Year's, any other type of event where people come together and share valuable moments that they've had. That's Julia. She'll be with us on the 18th. Then later on down the road, we'll have a guest who was moved to help a badly crippled child in Uganda. This is a child who lived in an orphanage. And by the way, the same attorney has also adopted this orphanage. But back to this eight-year-old crippled youngster who had no hope of surviving if he were to stay in the poorest villages of Uganda without medical intervention. So this attorney flew the young boy to Los Angeles where he underwent multiple procedures and today is walking. He'll be another guest of mine. These are just some of the stories that we will explore in more depth in ensuing programs and understanding what such what triggers such acts of generosity and goodwill is what we hope to explore. So for me, every show is meaningful because people matter. And individuals who go out of their way to help someone else deserve notice. Please share this show with your LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter communities. Next week, we will have an encore broadcast for the Thanksgiving holiday. So please invite your friends and family to listen in if they missed this installation. Next Friday, 8 a.m. Pacific. Thank you for joining us this week. Listen for another edition of Your Why with Nalina Varinas next week. We're here every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go start the next chapter of your legacy. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit VoiceAmerica.com. the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's staff and management.